0: Amen. Good morning. Well, <clears throat> that song, testimony. Waymaker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. Huh? Light in the darkness. That's our God. Amen. I found him in my relationship with him through the years. I found him to be all that. He's made a way. He's always made a way. He is a way. He's a miracle worker. I've seen him perform many miracles in my life. Praise God. He's always kept his promise many times. I've brought his word and brought his promises before him. And he loves to honor it. He loves when, he bring, when we bring his word before him. And uh, he is a light in the darkness. He's all that. Praise God. Father, we just give you glory this morning. What a, what a time to worship you and you just receive our praise and our honor. Thank you for your presence, God, that, that fills this place. God, it's unnoticeable. You can't miss it, God. It's you. And Father, we thank you for it. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. You may, you may be seated. Hey, we give glory to God. The Bible says give honor to those who are worthy of honor. I want to thank and and give a shout of praise and hand clap to Pastor Dale. What a blessing he is. (laughs) Amen. The shepherd of our, our house, our sheep, he is our shepherd. And we thank him. We bless him always. Thank God for him. Thank you to the men at the House of Grace. What an honor it is to serve you. God's always put leaders in our life. Every one of us God puts leaders in our life. Not the Lord over us, but to help us to be there. They already been where we're going. And they we can always count on them. They are uh, men of God, women of God that God strategically puts in our life. Message this morning, turn in your Bibles if you will to Matthew sixteen. Matthew sixteen verse 13 Again, verse 13 and go through verse 19 what do you say what do you say it matters what we say huh? it matters what we see what we say what we say determines in part by what we see. How we see things is determines a lot of times how what we say, how we say things. How are we looking at things? Are we seeing through spiritual eyes? Are we seeing through the world's eyes? Amen. Walk in the spirit. This is what Jesus is teaching his disciples here in these scriptures. Verse 13, it says, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some said John the Baptist, some Elijah and others, and Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Talking to his disciples, he said, Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus had chosen his disciples by now, they are following him. They're following this rabbi. I don't think they quite got it figured out or uh, determined in their heart who he really is. They think maybe he is this promised Messiah. And uh, so you see the disciples there. They're wondering. Not all of them are saying he asked his disciples, not one of them, not just Simon. He asked them all, but Simon saw him for who he is. Simon saw in the spirit. Simon saw correctly and uh, said, you are the Christ as Jesus revealed himself. They're learning to walk just as you and I are learning to walk with him. Learning to walk in the spirit. Learning to see in the spirit. They they saw him deliver people, perform miracles, even include them in some miracles. But they were having difficulty, as you and I do sometimes, in comprehending this new life. And we too are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you look back up in verse 5. Now when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to him, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken taken no bread. But Jesus said, being aware of it, said to them, O ye of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up. How is it that you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to be aware of the leaven of the bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Who do men say that I am? What does the world say that I am? If you notice back in those scriptures, let me say this. You'll never know and we'll never know who we are until we first see Jesus. Jesus. He asked them, he said, who do you say that I am? Who does the world say? Who do they say that I am? And then he looked to them and he said, who do you say? He's teaching them. They just come out of doing miracles. He used them. They performed the miracles with him. He said, have you not forgotten? Have you already forgotten? And he said, but who do you say to his disciples that I, the son of man, am? And they started naming as the world said Simon stood up and he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are the anointed one, the Son of God. And then as he recognized who Jesus is, Jesus turned around and told him who he was. And he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You didn't get this out of your normal, everyday life perception, and looking and walking through the world. He said, but my Father has revealed. You've received this spiritually. And now upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon this rock, what is that rock? The the, the understanding of who Jesus is. He will build his church on the understanding of who he is, not who people say that he is, but who he is. And we'll never understand. All of us want to know what God's will is for our life. What is God's will? What is my calling? What am I to do? What am I here for? What is my assignment? We can't know that. We'll never know that until we first realize who he is. Because we come from him. We come from him. He is our creator. We were created in the image and likeness of God. So we got to go to God. We've got to have a relationship with him. We've got to realize who he is if we're going to ever know who we are. And once we know who we are, then he, we can walk with him and talk with him and grow in our relationship with him, and, and he'll tell us and show us who we are and what we're here to do. What have you birthed me in the earth to do? What is my assignment? What is the job? We all got a job to do. This is not home. We're going home one day. This is not home. This, we're just pilgrims and strangers, he said, in a foreign land. Amen. This is not our home, but we do have a job to do. We're not going to get the job done without knowing who he is. Amen. All awful quiet. Jesus was teaching them how to walk in the spirit, and when Peter did, Jesus told him who he was. Our identity is from him. Our identity is from God. The world has it mixed up, and, and most of the churches, is is the house of grace, these are men that God orders the footsteps, orders their footsteps to his house of grace. It's not Keith's house of grace. I have the honor of being there, and I have the honor of being the shepherd of these sheep that God brings. This, they're his sons, and he brings them to his house. And they begin to learn who they are. And they are coming to spiritual school. They're in services morning and evening. They work hard all day. They learn discipline. And it's, I told them the other day, I was trying not to teach this and trying not to preach this and just kind of nibbling around the side. I told them this is not only a message that the world needs to know. This is a message, a foundational message that most of the church needs to know. I love to come and Pastor Dale be... Uh, re- revealing and releasing revelation as God used him that just blows our mind and blows our head and spurs us on but this is not that, this is a foundational message this is, a, this is foundational we got to be hearers but then we got to be doers of that that we hear we hear and going home happy and eat chicken done forgot it by Monday morning got to, we got to receive it we got to walk it out There are only two identities of people in the earth. Do you have that screen up there? Please. There are only two identities of people in the earth. You have the cross. On one side, they're sinners. On the other side, they're saints. Another word for saint, another term for saint is a child of God. In one sense, we're all child of God because everybody in the earth has been created in the image and likeness of God. It's always been Father's will that none perish, but... Every one of us spend eternity with him, wow. everlasting life. That's always been the heart of God. There's not alcoholics and drug addicts. and uh, there's, there's not all that. There, there's not thieves and murderers. They, they do that. That's an identity. Some of us get attacked in our life, and we get off in our thinking because right up here is where we get attacked at, right between our ears. And he, he leads us off course and, and we've got to know who Jesus is to be led by the Spirit to begin to grow and begin to hear his voice and let him lead us because we're way too familiar with being led by unholy spirits who the enemy has sent to attack us, to get us off course. So we can't do what God sent us to do. There are only two identities. they are sinners and they are saints. We're, we're wrong and we're seeing as the world sees when we, when we say, we see people and, and they've been drinking for years, we call them, oh, he's just alcoholic. Oh, he's just a dopehead. Oh, he murder. Yeah, it includes murders, thieves. I'm not going to go any deeper now. If I do, it's going to send Pastor Dale some emails. And I'm not, I'm not giving my email address because huh, I don't have to. And I don't want him getting a bunch of emails because that might have me a conversation with him. If we're looking at them and we're seeing how they live their life thus far. And we're we're seeing them and we're saying this and they're this and they're that. And if we're saying anything except they're a sinner or a saint, we're wrong. And we're not seeing how Father wants us to see. We're seeing as the world sees, we're not seeing spiritually. We're not seeing through spiritual eyes. This is how the world sees. And look, if we see them wrong, if we see the world wrong, we're going to see something wrong. And it's not going to be attractive to them. We're not going to be effective in their life. They're going to go the other way. They're not going to be, we're not going to be effective. We're not going to be attractive. We're not going to be attractive. How has the enemy attacked you? How has the enemy attacked me and you? He's attacked everyone. Every one of us, even in this room, are going through something right now. Because when you're a sinner, the enemy, Jesus said, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. When we're sinners, we burst into earth as sinners. That's our identity. We're sinners. What is a sinner? A sinner is anybody who's in the earth who has not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That is the definition of a sinner. They're not spiritually alive to God spiritually dead the Bible says in trespassing and sin that's one identity who is Jesus told Nicodemus third chapter of John you must be born again you must be spiritually born Jesus, uh, Nicodemus said how would a man when he's old like you and I uh, be entered into his mother's womb and be born again he missed him and Jesus said you must be born again you must be, well, what is a saint? A saint is a child of God. A saint is anyone who has accepted Jesus, who, who has realized that Jesus is the Son of God. He is our Savior. He is the Messiah. And when we receive him for who he is, then he becomes our Lord and Savior. Now we're not spiritually dead, but now we're spiritually alive. Before we see Jesus, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But that, world, that war is over our soul. I'm I'm gonna I'm get into Baptists a little bit. I was raised a Baptist, I was taught Baptists. It's foundational teaching. There's many denominations in the earth, in this city, and other neighboring cities that don't teach this. But I do. And it's the truth, it's a foundational message. A sinner Once you are born again, you are forever born again. Sinners spiritually dead and trespassing in sin, the enemy that wars over our soul. Once we're born again, it's still the same tactic of the devil to steal, kill and destroy. But now our identity has been changed. We're not sinners, Now we're saints. Now we're children of God and the enemy has lost the war over our soul but he's still attacking us, same devil and now his plan is to keep us off the path that that father is leading us so we can accomplish everything he's birthed us in the earth to accomplish. Same devil, same attack, different strategies. He's done lost the battle and there ought to be some rejoicing right there. I'm, I'm not going to hell anymore. I've done one, the war over my soul of heaven and hell. Salvation is just not, I'm saved. It's not that. To believe that, to believe that now I'm saved. I've received Jesus. I have received salvation. I'm saved. And we stop right there. Look here what we are. The Bible says is we're just babes. Drinking the milk of the word, not even spiritually able yet to eat the meat of the word. When we go through the door, Jesus said, I am the door. Any man entering by me, he shall be saved. So when we receive Jesus and we go through the door, now we have a job to do. We're beginning to see we've seen him for who he is. That he is Savior of the world and I need him as my Savior. And I accept him as my Savior. And he in turn now begins to show me who I am. The world can't tell me who I am. I'm not listening to the world The world's called me names all my life. The world can't listen. Why do we listen to the world? The world can't tell me. He can't tell you who I am. He brought us out of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Now we're children of God. We're born again. He now reveals to us who we are. How has the enemy attacked? We have, we, we have the victory we're already victorious why Why don't we say it? We don't know it. We other things in our life that are agreeing with the attack of our life they that's what's manifesting. That's what we see, but we don't walk by We walk by. Faith is, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence not yet seen. He said the just shall walk by faith. We walk in the Spirit so we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We, we see the attack of the enemy and it comes in the manifestation. You get attacked in your health. We get attacked in our health and, and the doctor gives us a report and now he, he says you have cancer. He took the blood, he sent it off. The report that came back to him from the lab is cancer. Just, just one illustration of what we're talking about. Now, we got a decision to make. Where's the decision? Right here. The, the decision is way harder and maybe uh, not even possible, overwhelming, if we don't already have the Word of God in our life. We need to be at that point spiritually strong. Why? Because here comes the attack of the enemy. It shows up one way we don't expect it. But what is it? God don't have cancer. God don't have leukemia. God don't have diabetes. God don't have sickness and disease. He is healing. By his stripes, we were healed. He bore our sickness. He carried our disease. Salvation is just not being saved. Salvation is everything that Jesus come and made right that the devil made wrong in the beginning. That is salvation. The fullness, soterial, the fullness of God. That's where we get the word saved. We call it saved. Saved, nothing missing, nothing broken. I am victorious in every area of my life. That's mine and yours speech. The enemy's going to come. That should be natural to us. We, he's done that all the days of our life. I got a little grandson sitting over there. He's four and a half, almost five months old. He's already been attacked in his health. That's, that's not from God. It's not received from God. But we have eyes and perception to see it from heaven. And, and we bring God's word before him and we see the victory in his life. Have we seen it yet? No, we haven't seen it yet. Are we expecting it? Yes. We are expect- or Are we declaring it? Yes. Absolutely. That's what we have to do. He said, upon this rock, Peter, you are Peter. Peter says, you are the Christ, the anointed one, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus turns and he said, now you are Peter. And upon this rock, upon this understanding, because you now see who I really am, not who they say that I am. They say this, they say that. They're saying the same thing to Jesus that they're saying to us right now. We are his disciples. We're learning how to walk in the spirit. We're learning how to hear his voice and see through his eyes. And we don't say he's, a, he's this or she's that. No, we say that he, she has been attacked that way. But that's not who she is. That's not her identity. It's impossible for that to be her or his identity. It's not who she is. And maybe what she's struggling with,'t that what me and you've done does not determine who we are. It doesn't determine our outcome or our finished end. But we get bogged down when we think that. The enemy attacks us, he gets us off course. The war over our soul is already won. We're victorious, but now we've got to live out on the other side as a new identity, as a child of God. Now we're walking with him, talking with him. He's still hitting us in the head and the heart and trying to get us off course. But we got a job to do, and we're going to be victorious. We're going to be faithful, and we're going to get the job done that Father's birthed us in the earth to do. Can you say amen? Amen. The war ain't over my soul. I ain't got time for that. Get past that. A lot of the Christian church ain't past that right there. That's what I'm talking about. That's a foundational message. That's a foundational teaching. What do you say? He goes on to tell him, he said, Now, Peter, disciples, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. You have the keys. I done went and, and, and took back and, and defeated death, hell and the grave. There's nothing that I haven't accomplished. Every wrong that sin uh, come manifest through sin. I have made right. There's, there's no one higher than me. There is no equal. There's no one that anybody can call to that is greater than our God. Much peace, much comfort. As the worship team began to worship this morning, you could just feel his presence so thick in this place. Did you feel it? Thank God. We, we, we're men and women of God. We don't have to feel God, but it's sure sweet when we do. Amen. Well, I love to feel his presence. How have we handled the attack of the enemy? Don't get mad. This is just... Things that that we ask ourselves that we need to see because people need setting free. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth that you know will set you free. It's not the truth that Pastor Dale knows that sets us free. It's the truth that you and I know. And I know when the doctor says you have cancer, I ain't gonna stand up and look like a dum-dum and say, no, I rebuke that. I don't claim that. I understand that and that's what's going on inside. But I'm already stronger than that. I already have the truth in me. And you can't tell me. You can't call me. You don't know who I am. I have a report that's greater than the fact that you brought me. And my report is from my God. And you're telling me that I've been attacked this way. But see, we don't realize that. We don't realize that it's an attack of the enemy. That's what cancer is. That's what sickness and disease is. But Jesus then came 2,000 years ago and bore my sickness, carried my disease, and by his stripes I was healed. And upon this message, upon my understanding of this word, I will live my life and I will walk in victory all the days of my life. Amen. That's our stance. That's our speech. That's what we say. The power of life and death is where? In our tongue. It matters what we say. Out of the abundance of the heart, what? Huh? He said, "I speak to the mountain, and it what? Shall be moved. He ain't talking about Mount Everest gonna fall off in the ocean. I don't believe that, <laughs> Brother Ron. He's talking about any opposition, any obstacle that you run up and I run up against, all we got to do, it matters what we say. What do you say, Keith? What do you say, church? What we're going to say is how we see it. Oh, the doctor said I got this. The doctor said I got that. Now I'm trembling inside. Well, it, we, nobody wants to hear a bad report. But I already want to have the Word of God established yes. and there's and a foundational teaching within me. Huh. This is us. This is what, Huh? what are we fighting for? That's just an obstacle. That's just a mountain. That's just a giant. And we have victory over all that. Everything that, that, that is wrong that we ever faced, any opposition that we'll ever encounter in our life, Jesus has already defeated. He's already defeated. He's already given us a victory. What do we expect? That. We expect a victory. What if we come up against a mountain? What if we run into a giant? Huh? Joshua and Caleb said, that just, that's just meat for us. God's already given me the land. God's already given me victory. Yeah, I'm going to run up against some giants, but I already know if God's give it to me, if God's for me, it don't matter what I run up against. It matters how we see it. The other 10 come back and say, we're not able. There are giants in the land. Yes, it's a good, it's a fertile land, but we're not able to take the land, but thank God that two men was like Peter, and they stood up and said, "Yes, there are giants in the land. Look at the fruit that we brought back. It's a fertile land." But God's given us the land. In other words, Jesus has already given us the victory. He's done made every wrong right, and and so Joshua and Caleb said, "Now God has given us the land. It's our promised land." And they saw it spiritually, and they said, "We're well able." to take their land. I spoke about that uh, seven, eight weeks ago. It matters what we say. We don't look at men and women, our brothers and our sisters, and everybody that God created. We don't look at them and see them as the world sees them. Scripture, Second Corinthians five fifteen 15 and 17 says, and he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. From now on, as new creatures, new creation, new spiritually alive, born again, we regard now no man according to the flesh. We don't see as the world sees. He said, we, we regard from now on no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ." according to the flesh, yet we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. We need to look at everybody. Like we say, we need to look for the God in everybody. We need to speak to the God in everybody. There's a world that's messed up. There's a world that's dying and going to hell. But if you read that right now, right there, if you keep on reading it, he says what I spoke about the other day. Uh, we're all ministers of the gospel. There's a world that's dying and going to a devil's hell. Why? Because they don't know what you and I know. They, we, somebody's got to teach. Somebody's got to preach. Somebody has got to pre- present the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, That Jesus has already come and defeated the devil on every front. Why aren't they saved? Why aren't they? The message is too good to pass up. So why aren't they saved? They haven't heard. They don't know. They don't know. The world don't know. But you and I know and we're to take this message to the world. What is God's will for my life? In general, that's God's will for our life. We may go to the factory. We may go uh, be the CEO of a company. We might be the mayor of Valdosta. We might be different careers. But we, our responsibility is to take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So then they will know who they are. Because there's a lost world that don't know who we are. A lot of the church, like I said, don't even know who they are. We don't even know who we are in the church. But as we see Jesus spiritually, and as we learn to walk in the Spirit, He will reveal to us who we are. There's no other way to know. Our identity comes from Him. Boy, y'all quiet in here this morning. Am I on the wrong thing? Am I being ugly? Or what's going on? I'm not trying to be ugly. But it is a foundational This is simple. This is the simple gospel. I believe we need a foundational teaching, a simple Gospel, like I say, I love when we hear and we're taught the things of God that just makes us uh, overjoy, because we've never seen, we've never imagined, and thank God for our pastor. God connected me with him twenty years ago, supernaturally in three ways. God showed me that that there was he was connecting me. Do I think? And has that benefited me and my family? I have grown and learned so much under his ministry that it's changed my life, my wife's life, my whole family's life. Why? Because when God connects us with somebody, we don't disconnect from them. I'm not going to get mad because he says something I don't agree with. I don't get mad with my wife because she says stuff I I don't agree with. But I don't get up and break the covenant and go on. I sit still because I know God has blessed me with this woman. And she is my wife and uh, enemy. Amen. In this covenant, the enemy has surely come. How about your marriage? How about you as a boyfriend and girlfriend? As an enemy, have we broken up with people before? Everybody, all of us are defeated, seemingly, in this area, that area, or another area, and we all have been. But we have learned from it, and we're stronger from it. And we need to realize when God connects us with somebody, stay there. When God plants us somewhere, stay there. Don't get uprooted. The enemy is trying to get us uprooted. Don't get uprooted. Don't listen to him. Let's learn how to walk in the spirit. He said, my sheep hear my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. Why are we being let off course? Because we're too familiar with the voice of the enemy. We're professionals that come out of this world. We're experts. We know how to live in the world, but we're not in the world anymore. Now we're children of God. We're men and women of God, and we live a different life. We speak a different word. We see a victory that the world don't know yet. Amen. Good gracious. I don't run out of notes, so that's good. (laughs) Jesus, Holy Spirit. Might get to the buffet line early this morning. That'd be good. Amen. May you be happy next time I get to stand up here and (laughs) declare God's word. He said, That youngin don't preach long. Huh? We're gonna get out early. Praise God. He said upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail God is a promise keeper He is a miracle worker He is the way He is the light in darkness He said now I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. I've read that scripture over and over many years and I could never, I, it didn't make no sense, I couldn't. What? You may be hearing this again. I may have be even looking at We don't get it the first time anyway, most of we don't. We don't get it. We hear it, but we forget it. I don't know, I reckon you like me, I making people mad now I need a hush (laughs) he said I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven what does that mean scratch my head wrinkled up my head many times I read that scripture holy spirit spoke to me he said one day he said Key. whatever you say goes you have the authority ain't nobody under heaven have more authority than you and I nobody no devil No demon. Why are we getting our high men woke? We don't know that we're Peter. We don't know who we are. We stay planted. We read. We grow in our relationship with God. It's not religion, it's relationship. Religion is not attractive to anyone, it's relationship. It's sitting at his feet. It's going laying before his face and just, and just thanking him, talking to him. Father, I just dedicate this time to you. I come and lay at your feet. I give you glory and honor. I just want to hear you. I just want to worship you. Just dedicate time. to spend, And we will grow in our relationship with God. What, what, I go do that and I don't hear nothing. It seems I'm wasting my time. I don't hear. I can't hear like Brother Ivor hears. It's, it's not doing me any good. I can't do it. No, we'd never go and sit at his feet and not come away better than we were. And if we don't hear nothing this time, we will hear something tomorrow. Because we're going to walk and live by faith. walk and live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Faith is something. Faith is believing in something that you can't see. The Bible said everything that we can see, taste, touch in this earth is temporary. But everything we can't see, taste, or touch is eternal. He said, therefore do not lay up for yourself treasures in in earth where moth and rust corrupt. But therefore lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust can't... Corrupt and thieves cannot break through and steal. For wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Like I said, experts. We're we masters of living in the world. But Jesus has shown us who we are because we realize spiritually that He is the Savior of the world. And now He leads us, He tells us who we are, and we go forth in, in power and knowledge and understanding. And we declare God's word, and we tell people when they get to re- receive a bad report, we go. He said, "If you'll go and lay hands on them, they shall recover." It Takes faith. Pastor was talking about praying for a boy that had died, Jonah. He's talking about praying for his daddy that had died just a couple years before. It takes faith. You're gonna get talked about in town, in the world. You sure, you're gonna get talked about in church? But what's happening, we don't know the Word of God. If we do, we're not living the Word of God. We got to move. We come in here and we get excited and encouraged and edified, and that's what should happen. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We get built up. We should leave here happier today than we did when we come in. I've never been to church and not left better than I was when I got there. I don't know about you. This may be your day. You might be. Say, I, I've been that for till today. I don't know. I might be in bad shape today when I leave. God bless you. We are victorious. I am not an alcoholic. It's, I teach you men, and you may get mad at me. I hope not. I'm fixing the hush. In my and let me just present it this way, okay? Can I do that? Because I know there's. There's words and teaching that will contradict what I'm saying, but I'm saying it in a certain way that we can get to understanding. It's absolutely non-spiritual, non-biblical to stand up and say, "Hey, I'm Keith. I'm an alcoholic." Look, I know AA has helped millions of people through the year, but I am not alcoholic. That's not an identity. Hey, I'm Keith. I have been attacked. Through addiction. I've been tacked in the health, in my health. I am, the enemy says I will live a life of poverty. But the truth is, I am healed. I am prosperous. I am a child of God. And we got to say who we are and not listen to who the world says we are. Amen. It's a change of life, it's a change of speech, it's a change of look. And it's absolutely never defeat. It's always victory. Good gracious. Ask our ministry team to come, elders to come, and and, uh, we want to pray for you. Maybe you heard something this morning. Maybe the Holy Spirit has touched your heart with something this morning, and you you say, I just need, I need prayer. I need, Father's drawing you forth. Maybe you realize this morning that I'm not saved. I'm not spiritually alive under God. I'm spiritually dead and trespassing in sin. And I need Jesus. I realized spiritually this morning that Jesus is the Savior of the world and I need him to be my Savior. Jesus, will you save me? Will you wash away all my sin? Will you give me the victory that Pastor Key's talking about? Can I see it manifest in my life? Jesus, I need you. That's okay. The congregation is going to stand, and we're going to bless them. And as they go out, you come forward. You come forward and pray and, and ask these ministers, tell them what the Lord's laid on your heart, and watch God as they pray for you. Watch him move in your life. You won't be the same as you were when you come in. You'll be different when you go out. I got one amen on that. Father, we bless you this morning. What an honor it is to stand before your your people, God, and declare your word, the absolute truth of who you are and the love that you are, the grace that you are, and all that you've given freely unto us. God, we're such a blessed people. We honor you. We thank you, Father, for all the blessings of heaven. Father, help us now strengthen us to walk in those blessings. And I bless everyone that's in the sound of my voice. I bless them in the name of your son, Christ Jesus. Amen.